Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. This is the look ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is the look ahead here on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. You can always follow me on Twitter at Scott on Air, S C O T T S O N A I R. Follow us all here on the network at VSN Live. Let's talk some hockey, shall we? On the ice here on Thursday was an exciting schedule where the favorites dominated. Uh, The favorites here on Thursday in the NHL did go 7-2 straight up. The only upsets were the Kings, who beat the Flames, and the Penguins, who were just a small dog, beating the Wild. Of the seven favorites that won, six of them covered the minus one and a half puck line. The only one that didn't was the Stars, who beat the Ducks in overtime. Anaheim has now lost 11 straight games. But it was the Bruins over the Devils, 8-1. to one. Our best bet for the NHL uh, from last night's show was the over six and a half in this game. Bruins did that by themselves. Uh, Maple Leafs beat the Jets 7-3. to three. We loved uh, Toronto in regulation. They win comfortably. Panthers shut out the Blackhawks 4-0. Islanders over the Blue Jackets 5-2. Canes beat the Canadians 4-0. Penguins a 4-3 win over the Wild. So the Wild had their seven-game winning streak snapped. The Avalanche beat the Sharks 4-2. The Flames, we like the Flames, but it was the Kings who continued to impress. Uh, they win in overtime 3-2, and the Stars a 3-2 win over the Ducks in overtime as well. And as speaking of the Kings, man, they have now won... Um, you know, five of their last 10 games, they're 5-3-2, and two, but most, more importantly, they're picking up points here. And they are five points back of Calgary in the Pacific Division. Edmonton is three points back of the Kings. Vegas is three points back of Edmonton. Right now in the Western Conference in your wild card race, uh, Dallas is the wild second wild card right now. Vegas is one point back. Uh, Winnipeg is two points back. Vancouver is five points back. In the Eastern Conference, uh, everyone's pretty much locked into their uh, a playoff spot. I don't think the Islanders are going to catch up to the Capitals. They're uh, still, what, four, 15 points back with 16 games left to play. Uh, but division races. Florida is seven points up on Toronto. Toronto just one point up on the Lightning, and the Lightning just one point up on the Bruins. The Hurricanes are five points up on the Rangers. Rangers just one point up 
on the Penguins, and the Penguins uh, six uh, eight points up actually on the Capitals. Let's take a look at the schedule for Friday. See if we can pick out some winners here. Predators at the Sabers, Nashville minus one ninety. Talked about Nashville in the playoff standings. Right now, they are the first wild card in the Western Conference, but in the fight to avoid being a wild card. They are just one point back of St. Louis for the three seed in the Central Division. Uh, the Blackhawks are at the Lightning. Tampa is a massive favorite, as expected, minus 330. The Rangers host the Islanders. Uh, uh, Rangers minus 170. This should be another great matchup of two incredible Russian goaltenders in uh, Igor Shesterkin and Ilya Sorokin. Uh, the last time these two guys met up against each other, the under was absolutely the play. Islanders won that game 2-1, to one, scoring late in the third period. By late, I mean there was like two minutes left in the third period when they scored that goal. Total for this game is at 5.5, and, and once again, as long as it's Shesterkin and Sorokin, I would look to the under in this game. Rangers are hot, though. Rangers have uh, won four straight games. They've won eight of their last 10 games. The Islanders, meanwhile, they've won six of their last 10, including two straight, as Barry Trotz has this team playing as really as well as they played all season long. Uh, elsewhere, you got the Senators at the Red Wings. Detroit is minus 120, total of six there. The Blues are at the Oilers. Edmonton, minus 145, total of six and a half. Vegas and Seattle will play for the second straight game. Vegas winning the first one just a couple of nights ago, three to nothing. And now they'll play the second one. Usually when this happens, I like backing the team that lost the first game. And we saw it with the Kraken recently where they lost to the Kings and then played the Kings the next game and beat the Kings. We just saw it with the Stars and the Ducks where the Stars beat the Ducks, and then the Ducks took them to overtime here in the second game, but ultimately the Stars won. So I know Vegas should win this game. And I said, this is the same handicap I'm going to give you as when I gave you the winner uh, the other night when I said, bet the Vegas Golden Knights minus a goal and a half, and they won 3 nothing. The handicap is, if you're Vegas <laughs> and you're in a playoff push, you are just two points out or three points out of the three seed in the Pacific Division. You're one point out, though, right, of a wild card. Did I get that right? They are one point out of a wild card spot, which means you win this game, you then overtake that wild card spot. You cannot afford to lose to a team that has the second fewest points in the NHL. The Kraken are bad. And you can't like you can't call yourself a playoff team and then lose to the Kraken. I know it's in Seattle. I know you just played them. But you got to win this game. You just have to. Vegas minus 170. Uh, you got to win that game. And then the Ducks are against uh, the Coyotes in Arizona. Anaheim minus 135. It's hard to believe that the Ducks are favored in this game. Anaheim has lost 11 straight games. 
11 straight games. And they're favored against Arizona. Part of me really wants to take the Coyotes in this matchup. <laughs> like, really wants to take Arizona. Get a little bit of plus money as the underdog at home against a team that lost 11 straight games and is playing on the second night of a back-to-back after playing into overtime here. Oof. I, I, I don't know. It just feels like it's so hard to bet on Arizona because, like, they're so bad as well. And pro- But... One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. This game, and I don't know if I got to ask our very own Dave Tooley this, but when it comes to the NBA, Dave Tooley has been on the show. You read his stuff in Point Spread Weekly, uh, Tooley's Takes, vcin.com, all that stuff. He talks about the swagger play and the anti-swagger play. We had it most recently in the NBA with uh, the Boston Celtics who had a six-game winning streak snapped, and then you bet against them follow it in the following game. And the that's the anti-swagger play, where you had a six-game winning streak snapped, you bet against them the next game. The swagger play is to bet on the team that just snapped a six-game losing streak. Because now they're feeling better about themselves, and they're still undervalued in the market, but they play better the next game. The Arizona Coyotes lost six straight games and snapped that six-game losing streak by beating the San Jose Sharks. The swagger play would tell you to bet on Arizona here against the Ducks. There is one problem that I see, and it's a big problem that I see with Arizona in this game. Arizona lost Clayton Keller to a leg injury. He fractured his leg. He's, you know, going, um, uh, had surgery and whatnot. Clayton Keller is a huge part of this Coyotes offense. He is their leading point man on the season with 63 points. The next highest guy is Nick Schmaltz, who only has 47 He leads the team with 28 goals. The next highest is, again, Nick Schmaltz, who only has 20 goals. And he leads the league, leads the team, excuse me, with 35 assists. So he is their best offensive player. That's the only thing that concerns me about betting on Arizona is that they're going to be without Clayton Keller, and this is the first game of what's probably going to be the rest of the season without Clayton Keller. But this is the swagger play to bet on the team that just snapped the six-game losing streak. So I might have to do it and just bank on Nick Schmaltz or Phil Kessel to score some goals because uh, losing Clayton Keller is really, really a tough What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. 
Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Loss for this team. And looking around, I'm trying to think of anybody else that may have, you know, fit the mold the, the fit of, of having a losing streak snapped or, or a winning streak snapped, um, you know, cracking, nothing there. And maybe the Sabres, no, nothing there. Yeah, there's really no one else. I'll keep looking for it to see if there's anybody else that fits the, the the mold there of, you know, six straight wins or six straight losses and snapping any of those streaks, but I'm not seeing it right now. It's just Arizona that falls right into that play. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Coming up next, we'll uh, talk all things uh, Final Four, NBA, maybe a little bit of baseball. Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports will join me coming up here on The Look Ahead with me. Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air. Be sure to follow us all on the network at VCN Live. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, BetRivers has you covered. BetRivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, L.A., New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Joining me now... From Yahoo Sports is Frank Schwab. Uh, You can follow him on Twitter at Yahoo Schwab. That's S-C-H-W-A-B. And uh, Frank, uh, I want to talk NBA, maybe a little bit of baseball as well. But let's start with the Final Four. 
you bet all week. You you know you maybe gone back and forth uh, debating what where you're gonna play these games. I know I have, but now that we are here, the games we played on Saturday, have you settled in on your final four bets? I have. The the first game was easy for me because I really like Kansas, and it's more. I, you know, pun intended, the Justin Moore injury. I just look, Villanova is one of those teams that relied so heavily on its starters. If you look at their Ken Palm page, they're one of those teams that had the lowest amount of bench minutes all season. And to lose your second leading score before you go to like Kansas is just, it's bad news. I, I just don't. Look, Jay Wright's a great coach. Gillespie's a great guard. They do have dudes. It's not like they're just throwing in some one-star recruit who's going to take those minutes. But it's hard for me to believe you don't feel that effect at all, especially when you're a pretty a team that relies so heavily on a starter. So, and couple that with the way Kansas looked in the second half against Miami. I mean, look, <laughs> you outscore an elite eight team, forty-seven to fifteen and a half. Like hey, you're good, and you've and you've made that very well known. So I really like Kansas in that game, and I jumped on it early, and I really haven't wavered at all. The other game, though, yeah, you, you're like, okay, we've seen Duke blow out North Carolina at North Carolina. We saw North Carolina pull away from Duke at Duke in Coach K's final home game. What's the pattern here? What's next? I think I like North Carolina with the points, but I wonder, and I've been wondering for a, a little while now, are, are we just, you know, overlooking the fact that this Duke team has five, four future first round picks in the starting lineup, has a Hall of Fame head coach, won the regular season ACC title. I mean, heck, a week ago, they were 14 to one to win the title. So I, I wonder if I'm being a, being a little too maybe optimistic on North Carolina and not going with Duke here, but I'll, I'll take NC in the points. And then I like Kansas and I, I, I'm wavering more on the second game than the first, because just cause I, I feel bad for Villanova having to go into this game without being full strength. I'm not stepping in front of Duke, Frank. <laughs> just not. I get it. I totally get it. I, I mean, what it's, it's one of those, you seriously, like I, I was late, you know, I, I got a future on them last April because I saw the recruiting class they were bringing in. And they were still in on a lot of guys like Patrick Baldwin. And I thought, you know, if they land another one of these guys, they're just going to be unbeatable and they're going to be a runaway favorite. I'm going to grab them right now. And then, you know, they didn't really, you know, they came in with other, came in and beat Gazaga early and it looked like, wow, Duke's should be really good. And then they kind of had lulls late in the season, lost to Miami, you know, lost that game to North Carolina, lost to Virginia Tech in the ACC title game, failed to cover five straight games in a row heading into the tournament. And you're like, this Duke team is, may not have it. Maybe they're too young. Maybe the pressure of the Coach K last for dances getting to them. But then, yeah, yeah like you said, like I mean, at some point you just look and you say, wait a second. Okay. <laughs> again, four kids who are projected to be first round picks in June. And again, a Hall of Fame head coach and the Duke brand and all this isn't, they're not coming out of nowhere. So I do worry that I'm going to be sitting here on Saturday night saying, what was I doing? Why, why, why am I, why am I still fading Duke when, when they're trying to tell me they're, they're really the best team in this tournament? I think the way that I'm attacking this game is playing the over. Uh, this number is mm -hmm. actually lower than both of the closing numbers in both games that we've seen between these two teams this year. And both of those games went over that closing number. I think this is the book overreacting, and I've been saying it all week, Frank. They're overreacting to the fact that there's been uh, uh, unders going on an 11-to-1 run since the start of the Sweet 16, yeah. and combined with the just the perception of, you know, playing in a dome stadium in the Final Four, the sight lines are different, it's going to be cold shooting at the start. I don't see how this isn't another track meet between Duke and North Carolina. 
I, I could see that too. I, and you know, on the flip side, the other game, I'm like, how the heck are these teams getting to 150? Because Villanova played slow and they were full strength. I, I think Jay Wright's going to say our best chance is to keep, yeah. <laughs> keep possessions down in this game. We we can't get in a shootout with Kansas because we don't get all of our dudes, but we can keep this game close if we slow it down a little bit. So I, I think I, I like your angle idea over there with Duke. And on the other game, I'm just like, how how's this game not going to go under? I, I'd be I'd be surprised if it went over. Yeah, I think uh, the way I'm attacking that game is Nova and the under in the first half. Because uh, the depth issues to me won't sh- won't surface in the first half. The depth issues might show in the second half for Villanova. And, and like you said, Jay Wright's going to want to limit as many possessions as possible. And combined with the fact that Kansas has just started slow in in this yeah. entire tournament, uh, I actually think that Nova could go into the locker room with you know something like uh, I don't know. 28-27 lead, and then we'll see what happens in the second half. Could, could totally see that happening, yeah. I mean, you say that, and you're right. I started thinking about Kansas's games. You come out a little bit flat against Creighton, and obviously trailer they have against Miami, and they, they pick it up in the second half, and that's great. But, yeah, they, they have been slow starting in this tournament. So, And, you know, I mean, it's it, it, it also picking against Villanova does go against one of my theories that, you know, everybody uses, I know. But in, in the NFL especially, when a key player goes down, Usually team rallies around that for at least one game. You know, they might not be able to keep it up. If you lose a quarterback, you might not be able to keep it up for two months. But for one game, you you know, you're just a little bit, everything's heightened a little bit. And maybe that's the way with Villanova, especially in the first half, especially they come out, maybe surprise Kansas a little bit, just how they're going to attack this thing. So I I like that angle. That's a pretty good one. Let's transition to the NBA here. Uh, In your opinion, who comes out on top in the Eastern Conference? That's a, I mean... (laughs) At first, uh, I have to, you know, it's people who who listen uh, long enough know that I'm a Bucks fan, a huge Bucks fan from Milwaukee. So it's hard for me to sit here and say, wow, I really like the Bucks because it seems like I'm being a homer. I I do like them, though, but it's just so tough in the East. I really like the Heat. The Heat was a team that I was like, this is the team. I just think it's tough enough to get through this maze that they can they can navigate this whole tough, tough, deep East because they play defense and they're well coached and they have three point shooters. But then they really haven't been quite. I mean, I know they they really had a nice game against the Celtics the other night, but the whole Splestra Butler thing and then they had a couple bad games after that. I'm like, what is going on now? I can't even rely on the Heat anymore. Like, what's going on here? (laughs) So I guess if I if I, I I. and also the whole the whole ordeal of trying to avoid the two seed and the Nets in the first round is a thing. Like, I, I know the Bucks don't want that two seed, and I don't think that he wants the two seed either. And so, are, are we going to get manipulation where teams are like, "Well, we're not going to, we might sit guys this game, wink, wink, because we don't want the Nets." Um, you'd, I mean, you might, you'd much rather play Toronto as the three seed than you would the Nets as the two seed. So, I, I think it's just so confusing, and it's hard to figure out the East right now. I think if the Bucks can get the one seed and they're not getting the Nets in the first round, however that's going to shake out, I I do like them. I really do. I think that they're tough. Giannis is unbelievable. Brook Lopez adds a ton for them, and that hasn't been talked about a lot. I still do like the Heat, but I, I think the Bucks are going to be right there too, especially if they get that one seed. Is anybody beating the Suns in the West? I can't see. I can't figure out who. Like, I, yeah. usually when there's somebody so chalky, I like to go somebody. Like, I was going against Gonzaga in that region, um, and that worked out because anytime somebody's so chalky, you want to find another option. But I have to have the answer of who. Like, I don't think Memphis is ready. 
I don't know about Golden State. I guess they'd probably be the answer, but I'm not. I'm not truly sure there. I just I have a tough time answering. Okay, if the Suns aren't winning the West, who who do I bet? Who, who's the value? And I don't know that I have a great. I don't think it's Denver. I don't think it's. I, I just can't come up with a great answer. I I, I think the Mem- I love Memphis, but I think they're a year away. I just don't know who's beating the Suns in the West. Have you placed any baseball futures yet? Not really. Just a, I have, again, I'll be a homer here, but I have placed uh, a few Brewers ones because I think they're undervalued. And I wrote about this yesterday where that rotation is so good and you got the best closer in the game and the lineup's not that bad. So I just think there's nobody in the NL Central I worry about really. And then, hey, you're going to give me pretty good odds. I think I got him 18 to 1 to win the World Series and whatever I got him at the win the NL. You're giving me a team I think is pretty safe to be in the playoffs. I think, you know, at baseball prospectus, Fangraphs has them at about 80 to 90 percent to make it uh so give me a playoff team with those kind of odds i'll take that those are those are the only ones i've really played so far there's a couple more i'm looking at i know pakoda really hates the tigers and really likes the diamondbacks so i'll probably just blindly play that a little bit but it's i, I still have another week i still have another week to get these baseball bets in and that's it's it's just crazy this whole month march is just insane between you know the nfl going crazy uh, just going and then you have all march madness and then it's like oh yeah yeah we still have baseball futures i want to play here absolutely well we'll be following along through the journey as we uh, gear up towards everything here frank appreciate the time and the conversation as always absolutely i appreciate it he is frank schwab you check his stuff out at yahoo sports i'm scott sadenberg follow me on twitter at scott's on air s-c-o-t-t-s-o-n-a-i-r coming up next we'll continue the nba conversation that we started a little bit with frank we'll talk about the schedule coming up here on friday there might be an interesting under on the board we'll explore that coming up next this is the look ahead right here on vcin the sports betting network VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Wendy's Breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Every day, choose from Wendy's stacked starting lineup, like the breakfast baconator, croissant combos, and hot or cold coffee. And like any great team, Wendy's is bringing the breakfast legends oven baked sizzling bacon, fresh cracked eggs, perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes, and a simply OJ to bring it home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive-thru and pick up your Wendy's breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Let's take a look at what we have coming up here on Friday in the NBA. Raptors against the Magic. Toronto laying 10. Uh, Toronto... I don't want to say that they have, they don't, it's not like they have nothing to play for, but Toronto is in a good position right now. They're the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference, and they're not going to drop down below that. So they're out of the play in tournament, uh, unless they were to lose like every game. That's not happening. They've won eight of their last 10. They're playing well. Chicago's just a half game above them. With all due respect to Orlando, who's been a bottom feeder that has played well at times. Toronto should roll in this game and win this game easily. I actually like the Raptors in the first half would be a way I would lean. Um, Orlando has lost four straight 
games and uh, not looking like they're going to pick up this one here against Toronto. Mavericks are at the Wizards. Dallas laying eight and a half. And for Dallas, they have now gone past the Warriors for the three seed in the Western Conference. They have identical records, but Dallas has the tiebreaker right now. So if Dallas wants to maintain that three seed, they need to win. They need to win games where they are expected to win. And that includes this matchup here against the Wizards. Pacers are at the Celtics. Boston laying 14 and a half. And let me just say something. Boston's been great. They really have been. Hard to argue. Anybody's been better than them since the start of the calendar year. However, they've lost two in a row now. And it's no coincidence. And yes, I know the game in Toronto was... Uh, they barely they didn't play anybody. Jason Tatum didn't play. Jalen Brown didn't play. But I don't think that it's a coincidence that these last two games were the first two games that they're playing without Robert Williams. And I definitely think the loss of Robert Williams is affecting their defense. And so I don't know if I'm comfortable laying 14 and a half with the Boston Celtics because I think Indiana can score on them. Boston's going to win the game, but maybe the Pacers score. Keep this thing within single digits. Or maybe they lose by 10, 11, 12, whatever it is. 14 and a half is a lot. Uh, Kings are at the Rockets. Sacramento minus one and a half. Uh, Two bad teams in that one. Suns are at the Grizzlies. Phoenix is minus seven and a half. How could you not take Memphis with the points here? Unless they're just benching everybody. How do you not like this team? Even if John Morant doesn't play, they're 19-2 and without John Morant this season. And for the Suns, and really both of these teams have nothing to play for, which is amazing that they still keep, the, the, the Suns just keep rolling and keep winning when they really don't have anything left to play for. Uh, let's take a look at the next game, Clippers-Bucks. I think this could be an under game. Is it as simple as just saying both of these teams played in overtime last night? You had the Clippers, who were in Chicago against the Bulls, played into overtime and lost. You have the Bucks, who played into overtime in Brooklyn against the Nets and won. So you had two overtime games. Now both teams are traveling, and Milwaukee laying eight and a half total of... 231 and a half. I just think that this could be an under game. Tired legs on both sides. Uh, to, you know, keep, keep an eye on Paul George's availability. Uh, it is the second of a back-to-back, so I don't think that he would play. Um, haven't seen anything here. Uh, let's see if we can look up here. Bucks, Paul George, nothing, anything. Uh, Paul George did play against the Bulls. We know that. But nothing here about uh, Paul George and his availability against the Bucs. See, that's the only thing that I would be concerned with because I do like um, the Clippers plus the eight and a half. I do like that. Um, Here's a beat reporter for the Clippers who says that 
He's likely to only play one game in the upcoming back-to-back, so wouldn't be surprised if he sat against the Bucs. That's what I would think so. What I would think is that he wouldn't play in this game. So maybe I don't like... um, Maybe I don't like the Clippers, but I still like the under. I really do. Uh, Pistons are at the Thunder. Detroit is a four-point favorite. Red flag. The Pistons, and I tweeted this out, are a machine. They are 16-0-2 against the spread in their last 18 games as an underdog. As an underdog. They have covered 16, and really they haven't lost. So they're undefeated against the spread in their last 18 games as an underdog. However, there was a game recently where they were favored against the Blazers. They lost outright. They were favored against the Wizards, and they lost outright. Undefeated in their last 18 against the spread as an underdog, but 0-2 outright in their last two as a favorite. I'm not laying four points at this team. The Thunder are the right play in this game. And Thunder money line is the play. Call me crazy. You call me crazy tomorrow when you're cashing that ticket. Blazers are at the Spurs. San Antonio laying 15. And can you blame them? (laughs) Can you blame the Bucs for making this line? Portland stinks. But these teams played, um, you know, recently, Spurs won 133-96. to This is the first of two straight games between these two teams. And in combined, the Spurs will outscore them by 60. Uh, Timberwolves at the Nuggets. Denver is a four-point favorite. Looking at the uh, NBA standings, Denver needs to pick up a win. Denver right now is tied with Utah for the 5-6. Utah has the tiebreaker, so the Jazz are the 5, Denver is the 6. Minnesota is three games back of Denver. And if they win this, maybe there's like a light at the end of the tunnel, but I don't think there's enough games for them to catch up. Minnesota down the stretch here has, they play the Nuggets here, then they're at Houston, against Washington, against San Antonio, and against Chicago. So they can, if they beat Denver, they can beat Houston, beat Washington, San Antonio, and Chicago are toss-ups. So we're talking about that's three wins. Denver, for the remainder of their schedule, let's say they lose this game, they play the Lakers, should be a win, San Antonio, Memphis, and the Lakers. I just don't see how Minnesota eclipses Denver by two games after this game. So, but they'll be alive certainly if they win this game. So it's very important for Minnesota. Uh, if for Denver, this is where you clinch your spot, not in the playing round. And then the Pelicans at the Lakers, Lakers are laying a point and a half. You want to lay any points at the Lakers? Because I don't. This team stinks. You're probably gonna get LeBron James playing, but Who cares? 
LeBron played in the last game against the Pelicans. Lakers had a 23-point lead in that game, and they blew it and lost the game outright. This game is very important. Obviously, if the Lakers win, maybe there's a chance that they still get into the playing tournament. They lose, it's over. It, and I already think it's over. But especially if they lose, it's over. But I'm not laying points with this team. No thanks. I'd much rather take the Pelicans at, first of all, Pelicans money line, but plus a point and a half? Absolutely. This team not laying it with the Lakers. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We'll give the official plays coming up next, uh, both here in the NBA and in the NHL, and, of course, the official Final Four plays for Saturday's Final Four games. You don't want to miss that. You can hit me up, like I said, on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. to bet on baseball this season with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. And our all-digital MLB guide at vcin.com is available right now. Adam Burke has futures, team previews, and best bets for all 30 teams, plus Jason Weingarten's got MLB futures bets, trends, and more. Sign up today and get full access to vcin through the start of baseball season the Masters, and the NFL Draft for only $19 at vcin.com slash spring. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is The Look Ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. Uh, talking about the slate here for um, Friday, and in the NBA, I think for me, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but my best bet might be the Thunder. And I know it's like, going against everything that I've been riding for the past two, three weeks. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky, they're saying, Cal's a bust, he can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. 
Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Which is the Pistons, but the Pistons covering 16 of 18 and pushing the other two undefeated against the spread. Those 18 games were as an underdog. And the games that we saw them line up as a favorite against the Blazers and against the Wizards, they lost those games outright. So seeing this team as a favorite against the Thunder and playing on the second night of a back-to-back after exercising a lot of energy to come from behind and beat the Sixers in the fourth quarter, letdown spot, fatigue spot, And just, I don't like this at all when it comes to um, seeing, um, yeah, seeing them as a favorite. Just no thank you. No thank you seeing them as a favorite. So I think that the play for me, believe it or not, is going to be the Oklahoma City Thunder. As crazy as that sounds in the NBA here on Friday. Uh, trying to look to see if there is any uh, swagger plays, uh, like our very own Dave Tooley says, teams that have either snapped l- winning streaks or snapped losing streaks. Um, and I don't see any, really, that are coming up here. Um, yeah, nothing. Uh, no long streaks that have been snapped in the Eastern Conference. In the Western Conference, we have teams that are just on streaks, which is crazy. Ah, we have one coming up on Saturday. Two, three, four. We have, all right, here we go. The Jazz at the Warriors on Saturday. The Jazz snapped a five-game losing streak beating the Lakers. Now they're going to play the Warriors on Saturday. Look out for the Warrior. Look out for the Jazz on Saturday against the Warriors that would be one that falls into uh, the trend for us. So that's one that you definitely want to take advantage of. Moving over to the ice uh, in the NHL, um, I've been informed that Ilya Sorokin will not make the start here for the Islanders against uh, Igor Shesterkin and the Rangers. It'll probably be um, either Semyon Varlamov or... Corey Schneider. So you got to back the Rangers with the goaltending edge. And you know what? I'll take the plus money price and chase a puck line bet here. Rangers are minus 170. I'm not going to lay it. But I'll take plus 150 on the Rangers minus a goal and a half against the Islanders. Look for a little revenge spot too as the Islanders beat the Rangers the last time out scoring late. Uh, and Shesterkin was great in that game. They got a fluky goal early on, and then 
the puck bouncing uh, just their way with two minutes left in regulation, or else that game goes to overtime, Rangers probably win it. So uh, Rangers are hot right now. They've won four straight, eight of their last 10. Rangers minus a goal and a half over the Islanders at plus 150. The Coyotes would be a swagger play. And they lost six straight. They snapped that losing streak. Now we're going to back them in their next game. They're playing against the Ducks, who have lost 11 straight games. Anaheim playing the second out of a back-to-back after they just took Dallas to overtime. Obviously, I like this spot. The one thing that gives me any type of hesitation is it's the first game for Arizona after losing Clayton Keller to his injury. He is not only the leading point scorer, he is the leading goal scorer, and he has the most assists on that team. That is a huge piece to take out of your top line. I don't know how this team adapts without him. That would be the only cause for concern. But right now, the Ducks are just a total fade. 11 straight losses, and they're the favorite here? First off, maybe that's the what the line is telling you, right? Maybe that's where you have to just say, hey, the book is right here. The line is stinky. It's telling us something. Like you have a team that lost 11 straight games and is a minus 135 favorite that, hey, that's probably the right side of this game. But Coyotes fit into the swagger play, and we just like fading a bad team. And they're both bad teams, but we like fading the Ducks, who have lost 11 straight games. Uh, Vegas needs this win. They should beat the Kraken. They just beat them the last time they played. Vegas minus a goal and a half is plus 145. The parlay for me, and we're going all plus money here. Plus, 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 because we're just going to have a great time. How sexy is this parlay? Rangers minus a goal and a half. Okay. Nashville minus a goal and a half over the Sabres. Vegas minus a goal and a half over the Kraken. Those three teams to all win by their goal line. Right now, that parlay is plus 1370. Just gave myself the chills thinking about that one. That is just, looks great. By the way, of the seven favorites that won on Thursday in the NHL, six of them covered the minus a puck and a half goal line. Minus a goal and a half puck line. I said goal line and pucks. I've reversed it. So, yeah, Rangers, Predators, Knights. I don't feel as confident about the Predators, but I'm just looking to chase a little plus money action here. Maybe not take the Predators. Maybe throw the uh, Coyotes money line in there, plus 1186. But Vegas and the Rangers alone, those two, plus 512. And I really like those two. Let's talk Final Four. On Saturday, Villanova, Kansas, Duke, North Carolina. I'm on Villanova in the first half. I think that Villanova keeps it close with Kansas. Plus, Jay Wright has had, he's the best coach left here. With all due respect to Coach K, Jay Wright is a phenomenal coach. And right now, yes, I'm going to say he's better. He's had a week to prepare for the loss of Justin Moore and how his team is going to adapt. They will adapt. They will slow this game down to a screeching halt. 
They will limit the possessions for Kansas. And I think Villanova keeps this thing tight in the first half. I think they keep it tight for the full game. I like them plus four and a half for the full game. But I'm a little worried about it because with a spread that like that, and it's actually the reason why I actually like Duke minus the four and a half. Like if I like a favorite, I'm okay laying four or less. If I like a dog, I'm not comfortable with four or less because if it's not a one possession game at the end where a team has a chance to like tie it or, you know, win it with a buzzer beater, free throws are going to come into play here. So I, I don't know about laying the, uh, taking the four to the four and a half of the full game, but I do like taking the two for the first half with Villanova. And then I'm taking Duke minus the four. I'm laying it. I think they win. I'm not jumping in front of this bus. Uh, it's just Coach K, the revenge angle after losing that final game in Cameron Indoor. He now has an opportunity that he never thought he would get, which is to get revenge here against North Carolina. And these players who feel like they disappointed Coach K, they now have an opportunity to repay him and to show up and beat North Carolina. Plus, the Tar Heels have been shooting lights out from three-point range, and that's got to slow down. Uh, So I'm laying it with Duke. I like the over 151 in that Duke game, and I'm going Villanova plus two in the first half. Coming up this morning on uh, Follow the Money, CBS Sports announcer Dan Bonner at 8 a.m. At 9 a.m., Bruce Marshall, college basketball handicapper. And at 9.30 a.m., Aaron Rinning, NBA handicapper, will join the program. That's all coming up this morning on Follow the Money. You can follow me, Scott Seidenberg, on Twitter at Scott's On Air. It's S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Let's go Wildcats and Blue Devils to meet for the national championship on Monday where I'm going to hedge off my 25-1 to 1 Villanova ticket. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.